Glory to God. First Samuel chapter number 16, verse number 13 to verse number 15. Tonight I want to some sort of give you a roadmap that is more of the journey of your life in a way, a roadmap so you can understand how things will unfold. You know, everything about man is already revealed. Ecclesiastic says there is nothing new under the sun. Nothing. It says what is has been before. That's why in the New Testament, you know, scripture says talking to those who were going through persecution, scripture says there is no persecution you're going through that someone hasn't been through before. It doesn't exist. Nothing is unique to you, including your purpose. The uniqueness of your purpose is just that it is you doing it. The uniqueness is you, not the purpose. There's nothing God will call. You, God has done things for over thousands of years. And, and when you look at church history or you look at the redemptive plan of God, God really doesn't change. He doesn't change. He's so constant, he said, I remain the same. He says, I'm the Lord God, I change not. If he hasn't changed, it therefore means that if you can study how he did something in someone else's life, then you can know what he will do in your life. The difference being, the details will differ, but the principle will remain the same. So, if I am supposed to drive from where we are, South East London, to let's say Chelsea and Kensington, if that's the destination, it's a constant. You can go by bus, you can go by underground, you can drive, you can cycle, you can walk. All those are the different ways to get to Chelsea and Kensington. But the destination doesn't change. The principle remains the same. But for you who cannot cycle, you may walk. You who cannot walk, you may drive. You may take the car, you may take the bus. So what you must understand is find out the principle, not the detail. So when I'm looking at the life of Abraham, I'm not looking at the details of how Abraham accomplished God's call. It doesn't mean I have to go and say my sister is my wife to tell a lie. No. Those are the details. Look at the destination. He said, I will give you a land. How Abraham got to that land, there will be flaws in his detail because that is his weakness. That is his own relationship with God. But the principle of God blessing a man and giving him a blessing doesn't change irrespective of geographical location or irrespective of the time in history. And one of the persons that really amazes me and amazes all of us is the person of David. And so tonight I want to introduce a concept that if the Lord permits as the year goes on, I may expand on it. But I want to talk about the three levels of anointings. The three levels of anointings. 
and to for you to understand that there is much more you can have from God. And we are going to look at the life of David. Because David was anointed three times in the Bible. And each of them had a significance. Each of them came with his trials. Each of them came with his own issues. But he left the first one into the second. And from the second into the third. And at the transition point, I want to show you what Satan can do to stop you from going through your transition to the next level of the anointing. Otherwise, you can die at level one and think that you're very successful. Because even level one is very powerful. Unfortunately, a lot of people are on level one. The church has focused on level one, and I'll show you why. That's why we celebrate level one anointings a lot. And it is level one anointing we use to conclude that someone is anointed, or that a church is anointed, or a program is powerful, or that God was moving. And we so devalue God that in heaven he's wanting if he's the one who gave birth to us. First Samuel chapter number 16, verse 13 to 15. So David stood there. Samuel has come to the house of David. He wasn't there. He was in the um, field taking care of the sheep. So, of course, Jesse wanted to hide the boy. But you cannot hide a man whose time has come. When your time comes, it doesn't matter where you are. In fact, Samuel told Jesse, he says, I will not sit down until he comes. When your time comes, Things will be at the standstill until you manifest. At that point, even your haters cannot stop you. And when David came, Samuel said, this is the man. Then verse number 13, 1 Samuel 16. So as David stood there among his brothers, take note of that, among his what? Brothers. Samuel took a flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. Level 1 anointing. He is still a young boy. Now they have anointed him. David is anointed. And scripture says the Spirit of God came powerfully upon him. Is it possible that the Spirit of God comes powerful upon the one anointing? It is this anointing that made him kill the lion. It was after this incident. Because scripture says, if you read further, you know, <laughs> David, after this anointing, David went back to the sheep. Level 1 anointing is the anointing it is not the anointing for release. Because the mistake you can make as David is that because now you are anointed therefore God wants you to start doing stuff. No. When level 1 anointing comes on you you will continue doing whatever you have been doing. You will still be working in that office. You will still be sweeping the floor. 
you will still be, in fact, you will still be walking on food. It doesn't mean the anointing hasn't come. Because that anointing is so powerful that David killed a lion with it. Picture that in your mind. If it were you and I in this generation, we will celebrate David as the greatest man of God. But what we fail to understand that the purpose of level one anointing is to equip you to fight your battles when no one else is seeing you. Because when David was killing the lion and the bear, nobody was watching. Level one anointing is that anointing where God brings upon your life because he wants to train you. But level one anointing will attract lions and bears into your life. How you know you have been anointed on level one anointing is that your challenges will increase. You will start facing more difficult problems. Because you see, a lion is not a fox. Before foxes will come, David can fight them. Now, the enemy, because the level of anointing you have is determined by the type of weapon Satan throws at you. So if Satan comes with a lion to attack you, it tells you that you may be undervaluing yourself. A lot more bigger problems are coming to you. The reason why those problems come is because of one reason. And let me explain to you. Every anointing has to be fed. Mm. Amen. Let me take that over again. When you are at level one anointing, your battles will increase because lions will come. The purpose being, every anointing comes with the hunger to be fed. And so, the anointing starts attracting problems to your life. Because the anointing needs challenges to authenticate itself. Is somebody following me? In other words, in the spirit realm, the anointing, mind you, is a solution to a problem. And so the anointing starts attracting problems so that it can solve them. That is the only way the anointing can be satisfied. That's why when Jeremiah heard, Jeremiah had a powerful prophetic anointing upon his life. One day he told God, he said, I will not preach anymore. The anointing said, you don't have the power to decide that. I am a hungry anointing. I must speak. He says that anointing began to burn in his bones like fire. He said, you can't keep me down. I must express myself. So level one anointing is that anointing whereby you start. Let me not say you start. Whereby if you're sensitive in the spirit realm, it doesn't matter the size of your problem. Face it, you will come kind. Because that's the one that prepares you. It was still with level one anointing that David killed Goliath. He went to the battlefront. Everybody ran away. He stood. I'm trying to show you how powerful a level one anointing is. 
that David used it to, to subdue the Philistines. Because level one anointing is that which equips you for war and for battle. Mm. It makes you understand that Satan is not as powerful as you think and makes you realize that when you have God on your side, it doesn't matter the Goliath, the lion, or the bear. Level one anointing is already on you. You will conquer. Even if the lion bites you, you will bleed, but you will kill it. Even if Goliath scratches your face, no problem. You will develop blisters, but you will kill the Goliath. And the mistake we've made is we have celebrated them one anointings. The Goliath we kill, the lions we kill, the bears we kill, powerful answer prayer, the challenges we went through, and God gave us the grace to overcome. All of that is beautiful. But you're still at that one. Now the mistake now you can make is you may think that level one is all that there is. Because you see, when David killed Goliath, the people began to sing a song. They were so excited. They began to sing, Saul has killed his thousands and David his tens of thousands. They began to celebrate David. Now, watch. Because I want to show you what kills level one anointing. What kills level one anointing is when God begins to use you and then people start celebrating you and it gets into your head. Then people start making you feel that you're so special. You're such an anointed sister. You're such a powerful brother. And because when you look around you, when he killed Goliath, mind you, Nobody around could kill Goliath. Because you actually start seeing things that truly, truly, it is you that could do it and you did it. And then you suddenly think you have arrived because you look around you and you seem to be the best. Because when Satan wants to keep you at the one anointing, he takes far from your life people that are better than you. So that the people you relate with are people you're better than. <laughs> Someone is not following me very well. And when you go through that challenge now of, of realizing whatever people say must never enter your head. And to understand the purpose of level one anointing is for you to take care of your little devils and equip your spirit, then you step into level 2. Second Samuel chapter number 2, verse 3 to 4. And David, Second Samuel 2, 3 to 4, it says, And David brought up the men who were with him, every man with his household. So they dwelt in the cities of Hebron, then the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. And they told David, saying, The men of Jabesh Gilead were the ones who buried Saul. The second anointing David had 
was the anointing where in Hebron as king over the house of Judah. Judah was just one tribe in Israel. The first anointing was an anointing in his family amongst his brethren. People out did not know he had been anointed. It was a confidential anointing. The quiet one that you are sacrificing, yet people don't know. You wake up midnight, you pray, yet people don't know. You spend hours reading your scriptures, yet people don't know. It is the anointing of silence. Where scripture says, when you do in the secret, God will reward you in the word open. It is the anointing that equips you in your secret. In the midst of his brethren, once you settle that level, you now get to the one that you now become king in Hebron. Second anointing gives him dominion over one tribe. Of course, Judah had like three tribes that associated with Judah all the time. But basically, it was the tribe of Judah and there were 12 tribes. Now, this anointing is not to kill lions. This anointing is not to kill bears. It has graduated to a higher level. But we do not understand it because we think that anointing is when there are deliverances. Anointing is when you kill lions. There is no more lion David killed. He was more anointed. His anointing was stronger, but he did not kill a lion. When his anointing was weakest, that was when he killed a lion. <laughs> because now the anointing of Judah is now stepping you into leadership issues. It is now stepping you into national transformation. The anointing of Judah is now preparing you for dominion. Not just for breakthrough. Because the, anoint, the first anointing creates your breakthrough. That's why he defeated Goliath and had breakthrough with Saul. And Saul employed him. But the second level of anointing is not for your breakthrough. No. It is the anointing of dominion that has started introducing itself into your life. Dominion is greater than power. God told Adam, he says he blessed them and told them, have dominion over the fish, the air, the sea, the land. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not anointing to cast out the devil. The one to cast out the devil is very small. The one to have dominion over the fishes. You can't compare it with casting out devils. David's foot now is entering national dominion. At this level. <laughs> oh, people of God. At this level. It is not just a lion you kill. At this level, you can, with one stroke of the pen, 
and one signature. They can kill 100 lions on your behalf. No longer you. You didn't get it. At the level one anointing, you kill the lion. At level two anointing, you just need to mention that you want the lions dead. 100 people enter the forest and come with 100 dead lions. Because at the level of dominion, there is amplification of your desire. This is the level. At level one anointing, it is when you're struggling. Oh, I need a thousand pounds for my rent. You pray, you defeat that Goliath, and then a thousand pounds comes. At this level two Hebron anointing, you simply say, I need a thousand pounds. Two hundred people will show up with a thousand pounds. Amen. Amen. Not you fighting for it, but other people fight for. That's why you see, and, and oh Lord, help this generation. Now, at this level, people's destinies now start depending on you. In level one anointing, if you make a mistake, it will most probably affect just you and the close people around your family. At level two anointing, if you make a mistake, it will affect the whole tribe. Because now, at level two, you are no longer yourself. You now belong to the tribe of Judah. Because at level two anointing, David now is a public representative of the tribe of Judah. That means, if David also does something good, and creates a blessing in the spirit. That blessing also goes upon all the tribe of Judah. That's the advantage. Is that when you get to that level, whatever you negotiate with God, it's not just you, you represent Judah. We need people with level two anointings in the church. That they can go to God and negotiate something from God and all of you benefit from it. Amen. That means you sit in your house, some doors are opening for you, you didn't pray for. Because a level 2 leader is connecting you to God, even if you're sleeping. So that if you now become a sensitive Christian, you maximize the blessing. But even if you're the type still struggling, the level 2 anointing upon the king of Judah will have powerful effect upon every citizen of Judah. Now watch this. Because Satan, and let me surprise you, he doesn't mind you manifesting level one anointing. Kill your lion, kill your bear. It doesn't affect anything. In fact, can you imagine, David went to Saul. Saul is king. David has been killing lions and bears. Saul doesn't even know. Because at level one anointing, you'll be anonymous. But you'll be winning your private battles. But nobody knows you. You can be very talented. You are solving all the problems in your office. But nobody knows you in your industry. You have a beautiful soprano voice. But nobody knows you in the choir industry. You even sing better than some of the people you listen to that they are celebrating all over the world. 
you preach better, you're smarter, you know it. You have more business ideas, but nobody knows you in the business world. That means when a problem comes to you in business, you can solve it. You create it. your little company. There is no problem that faces your company that you don't solve. But you can be surprised that there are multinationals that don't have what you have. But you know what? Anonymous. Kill your lion. Nobody knows. If you didn't tell Saul, nobody would know. And God, God allows that for the purpose. And some of us now, if it was some of us now, everybody would know we killed the lion. Because it would be on Facebook. On your Twitter, you put it there. You do a YouTube video. That's the new rubbish I see now. Any little thing. Tom just go and do a YouTube video. Just talking. Everybody's talking rubbish. To the point that at times people forget that when they're putting things on social media, it goes all over the world. At times they think that they're just talking to their enemy. You're talking to the whole world. And once it has gone out, you can never bring it back. It's gone. And at times, when you expose yourself too early, you destroy what God is trying to do. There are times you know you are the best at what you do, but you just behave as if you're just normal. Until the time appointed. Now, listen to this. You know, when David was now anointed king in Hebron, something strange happened. Abner was from the family of Saul. It says, Abner, son of Nay, verse number 8, commander of Saul's army, had already gone to Mahanaim with Saul's son Ishbosheth. There he proclaimed Ishbosheth king over Gilead, Jezreel, Ephraim, Benjamin, the land of Ashurais, and all the rest of Israel. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was 40 years old when he began, when he became king, and he ruled Mahanaim for two years. Meanwhile, the people of Judah remained loyal to David. See what happened. God's call upon David's life was not a level to anointing. And what Satan is trying to do, he's trying to stop him from stepping into level three, which is now the anointing to be king over all Israel. Level three anointing. That is the one now that you have access to the covenant of Abraham for the nation. Not as king of Judah. Because when God gave Abraham the covenant, he gave it for, he came for Jacob, for Isaac, Israel as a nation. So in the prophetic realm, you must hold the key of Israel to open some doors. And David had the key of Judah. He cannot open that door. You must have dominion over the entire nation. And so Satan knows that there are some prophetic doors 
that can never open until David is sitting king over all Israel. So Satan signed to frustrate him. He went and stirred Abner. Abner took Ishbosheth, Saul's son, and made him king over all Israel. Because the David could see that was where David was headed towards. So he said, you know what? Let me put someone else there. So the question is, what do you do when Ishbosheth is sitting on your throne? Yet God told you that is your throne. And he's preparing you. You have been fasting, praying, trusting God, being faithful, fought battles, secure people's destinies. Then at the time to sit on that throne, someone else takes the place. What do you do? You can start complaining. You can start crying, murmuring. For two years, Ishbosheth was king of Israel. Because the purpose there was for David to, Satan just wanted to create a situation where David will feel like, what if this is all God wants me to have? What if I didn't hear God clearly? Because even as king of Judah, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's an accomplishment and it is huge. You have dominion over Judah. That is massive. And you are waiting. God, I remove each portion. By this same time, next month, he will be out of the throne. That same time came and passed. Each portion is on the throne. The prophet comes and tells you, I heard the Lord say, within three months, each portion will be gone. Three months came and passed. Because you see, David knows that is where God called him to be. But now the obstacle there is not a demonic obstacle. It's a human obstacle. And let me surprise you. The greatest obstacle to your throne is human, mm. not demonic. Mm. Oh, they didn't get me. You must learn how to dislodge human beings who are sitting on your testimony. Because you have been trained how to dislodge demons. You have not been trained how to dislodge human beings. You can cast a demon, you cannot cast a human being. If a demon is sitting on your chair, you can say, come out in Jesus' name. If a human being is sitting, what do you say? Come out in Jesus' name, it doesn't work for humans. So my question is, do you know how to remove each bullshit from your throne? Say neighbor. neighbor. You want to know how to remove each bullshit? Don't miss part two. Don't miss part two. Second Samuel chapter five, verse verse chapter five, verse one to five. Let me read that, you know. Let me comment on the last anointing. Remember, I'm just introducing the three levels today, okay? Second Samuel chapter 5, verse 1 to 5, New King James Version, it says, Then all the tribes of Israel, did you see that now? No. Came to David at Hebron. They came at Hebron. They came to his level 2 anointing. That's why if you, if you, if you leave your level 2, 
because of the disappointment of someone else taking your place. When the time comes, you will be vacant in your place of encounter. They came to David at Hebron and spoke, saying, Indeed, we are your bone and your flesh. Also, in the time past, when Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel out and brought them in. You see, they know all of this. But all the time they were taking is none of them showed up. You see, the fact that people don't show up for you doesn't mean they don't know. They know David. They know he was the one going out and coming in. So when they organized a coup d'etat to take the throne from his hand, why did they not fight? Because you, you don't yet understand that human beings will really, really not fight for you. Because they have other issues they are dealing with and you are not their priority. Let me read this before I deviate now. He says, And the Lord said to you, You shall shepherd my people Israel and be ruler over Israel. The people know that God told David, You will be king over Israel. So why did they accept Ishbosheth? Knowing that Ishbosheth is the wrong choice. What makes you accept what you know is not the will of God? And you submit to it. But the will of God is there and you don't consult to submit to it. They know David is the God-ordained king. But here is Ishbosheth. Yet they submit to Ishbosheth. Why do we submit to the thing that is not of God? And the people know. They say, David, we know. It's not a revelation. We know that God told you that you will be king over all Israel. Follow this. Therefore, all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them. <laughs> Ooh, he made a covenant with the elders. So, again, now, ah, the next level of dominion means at that level, the third level of anointing will manifest by your ability to understand how to make covenant with men. Oh, someone didn't get me. <laughs> oh, you will meet covenant partners and covenant men and women. People who relate with you by covenant. Not people who just come and then something happens and they disappear. They come and then you say something they don't like and they go away. They start sponsoring, and then for some reasons, they had, you know, they had something, you did not visit them. They cut their financial flow. That is not covenant people. You cannot build dominion at this level with people that don't understand covenant. It's not possible. The reason is, some of you want to have dominion, but you're dealing with people who are not covenant people to you. Okay, anyway, watch this. You ask me, how do you make covenants with human beings? Of course, <laughs> I'll explain that further. Because occult people have made a useless demonstration of covenants in a satanic way. But David made a covenant with them, but God wants us to understand these things properly in the proper context. He says, made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord. So the covenant is before the Lord. It is a covenant that is biblically sanctioned. It's not the one that you do the covenant and then you cannot have a child for nine months. The one that you do a covenant and then you cannot eat vegetables. 
The one they say do covenant, then your man who goes away for six years. No, that's not the kind of rubbish I'm talking about. <laughs> it says, and they anointed David king over what? All Israel. Verse number four, David was 30 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned 33 years over all Israel and Judah. This is the highest level of dominion. This is a dominion now whereby you are establishing the covenant and the purposes of God upon the earth. This is, this is a dangerous anointing. This is now no longer the anointing where you say, I need a thousand pounds and 200 people come. No, 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 no. At this level, when you speak, it is nations that respond. That's why when he wanted to build a temple, he spoke. He was the king of Tyre. That's why Solomon just connected to this same kind of dominion. You see the queen of Sheba coming. This is not little pieces of 200 pounds of gold and silver. When the queen of Sheba came, she came. Go and read the kind of things that the kind of people that Solomon dealt with. They were kings. The wood for the temple, the gold from Tashish. This is the highest level of anointing. This is no longer you kill the lion. Now can you imagine that you come to Solomon and he's having a discussion with the queen of Sheba and you're excited that you're so anointed and powerful. Solomon says, so what did the Lord do? King, I killed a lion. That is a disgrace. In fact, now the queen of Sheba has come. You say you have anointing? Because your anointing is to pray for poor people. Now the queen of Sheba is sitting in the congregation. Can that anointing manifest? Oh, God will open you doors. God is going to bless you. The queen of Sheba is sitting there. Which door will God open for her? Which blessing are you referring to? Can you now see that a lot of the messages we think are anointed are so elementary and childish that when it comes to matters of dominion, that anointing just disappears because it has no relevance. It has no relevance. You're talking connection to people who have phone numbers of presidents and prime ministers. What kind of connection are you talking about? But when you start talking to those people about dominion, global affairs, how to conquer nations, I don't care which queen of Sheba is seated there, she'll wake up. Because now you're talking to her. That is the third level of the anointing. Dominion for global conquest. Oh, rise up on your feet. Let, let me, let me, let me, I just, I want you to start seeing yourself as, as, not as a local lion killer <laughs> or as a local champion king amongst your peers but as a global dominion entity the one through which God will release his covenant promises upon the earth it was at this level that is why it was David that laid the foundation for the temple to be built that became a sign and a wonder that's what I'm talking about. This is what Satan is fighting. That's why he keeps putting human obstacles on your path. 
because he knows that you have not been trained how to deal with human obstacles. T.D. Jakes preached a message. He says how to survive a hostile environment because you have been trained how to survive hostile demons. But what do you do when your boss is a hostile man? Can you? How do you do to subdue that man and function and maximize your purpose in that office? You haven't been trained. What do they that go and pray and say, Father, that demon using my boss, I rebuke it, I cast it out. You're wasting your time. Learn how to dislodge human opposition. Each bullshit is sitting. When the time came, and let me just throw you one free nugget. In some cases, there are five ways to dislodge each bullshit. One of the ways is that it is other people that are dislodging for you. The remaining four, someone say, coming soon. Lift up your hands. Talk to the Lord. I want God to promote you from level one to level two to level three. Hey, at level three, at level three, I'm telling you, your words, that's why the Bible says, where the word of the king is, there is power. At that level, a word from your mouth. You see, at level one, you can you transform just individuals. At level two, you can transform a family. Level three is the level that if you open your mouth, it can transform an entire nation. Do you know there are people that if they open their mouth and say anything, it affects the stock exchange. I mean, a human being. If he wants to affect your business, he can just wake up and say, you know what? He's going to buy shares in your rival company. <laughs> you with me? The moment they say that shares in your rival company will go up, your own shares will go down. Someone just sat. That is, that is power, my friend. Yes, sir. That is power. There are people that when they open their mouth, when the governor of the Central Bank of England makes a speech, as soon as he makes the speech, exchange rates just change. Instantly. That man can decide that I want the, the dollar to appreciate against the pound. There's something he can say tonight and by tomorrow morning that appreciation has taken place. There are human beings that when they open their mouth, it has a global repercussion. That is dominion. Father, we bless you. Empower us to see ourselves like your representatives. To know that you're taking us to levels of the anointing that are so powerful. Levels that even Satan will respect and bow. Because you called Adam and told Adam, have dominion. Lord, give us that dominion mandate. Enable us to understand that dominion is far bigger than just getting prayers answered. Dominion is for the eternal purposes of God. Have mercy upon us as we fulfill this calling to the glory of your holy name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.